Hey, Tony. I like video games. Well, hello there, Jake. I like video games, too. And welcome to a brand new edition of Hey, I Like That Game. You shall not pass up this episode of Hey, I Like That Game. <laughs> How you doing, Jake? <laughs> doing great. <laughs> I am doing doing great, Tony. That was... <laughs> I mean, where there's a whip, there's a way, Jake. This. <laughs> well, we'll, sl- we'll screen it. We're going to slot that song in. But, like, for people who know where there's a whip, there's a way from the Rankin Bass, Return of the King, animated Lord of the Rings movie. Oh, man. It's, it's in your head. You're bopping to it. It's such a banger. I just showed Tony before the episode started. This yeah. is a Lord of the Rings themed episode, Tony. It is, and you know what? Like I had never heard this before in my life. The there's where there's a what there's a way. This is a, it's pretty sick. Uh, not gonna lie, I like. We'll it's got get into groove. It it's got yeah. It's like, got it's got a yeah. feel. It, there's a whole vibe there, and I feel like um, the composition of the song does not actually fit how depressing <laughs> the <laughs> lyrics are. <laughs> you know, but like we'll we'll get into this more and like when we get to the 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 main episode part. Uh, but like I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings guy in general, so um, I completely missed this, and I'm glad I'm glad you're into this stuff to show me the good things. Jake. Yeah, because you know who's a huge Lord of the Rings guy and like has gone through the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. this guy. I've That's been you. through some shit Lord of the Rings. Like the first time I really felt like betrayed by a video game. Was Lord of the Rings Conquest, which was a, I don't remember if it was the same developer, but it was basically Lord of the Rings Battlefront. And I was so excited for this game. I bought it day one, full price. It sucked. And I sold it back to GameStop for like... A fraction. Like, yeah, for a fraction of what you paid. Fucking, like, a week or so later. And I was just like, I can't believe Lord of the Rings did it to me. But, like, another Lord of the Rings game that sucks, uh, which is one I started playing um, during our last, our pre- like, episode break. Because, like, I like, I played this Lord of the uh, Lord of the Rings: The Third Age on the console when it first came out, and a uh, uh-huh. friend of the show, BK, had the uh, Game Boy Advanced Third Age game, which is a turn-based strategy game. And I remember like borrowing that from him, and, like playing a little bit, and being like, "Oh yeah, like I remember that being kind of interesting." So let me give it a whirl. So I download the emulator, I start playing it a little bit. It sucks. It's <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> and and that's. It's called Lord of the Rings: The Third Age, just yeah. but it's on the GBA. But it's on the GBA. It like it has just the normal Lord of the Rings characters, like the the B team in the, like the console version of the Third Age isn't there. It's just like turns parts of Lord of the Rings: The Third Age or Lord of the Rings like the trilogy into turn based strategy get fights. But like it's it's incremented weird because like being able to move your units is a resource. So you'll have a hero in each like. Uh, like the map is divided into like three areas. You'll have a hero in each area, and they have a like modif- or a modifier of like what the turn will be. So they'll okay. like, be like for like people who are like more combat focused, it'll be like zero to two. For people who are like more leadership focused, it'll be like one to four. And basically, like every turn, like Mario Party rolls that ni- number for the number of units oh. you can move. So it is a heavy no. RNG resource on no. how many hero like 
people you can move, and you can't like just send your heroes in because they'll get bopped, they'll get killed, and then you lose that resource. So it like it's a real shit game. So I played it for a little bit, but then I still <laughs> wanted to play like a good turn-based uh, strategy game. So uh, one I hadn't played before, uh, but I wanted to try out is for the DS Pokemon Conquest. So I remember I kind of brought this up to you and told oh, yeah, you yeah, you yeah, played yeah. this one before, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I played. Um, I probably played four or five hours of Pokemon Conquest. Okay, uh, a while so... ago. So like, I didn't. I didn't spend a ton of time with it, but like, I got. I played enough of it to be like, oh, this this is kind of neat, and I just kind of forgot about it. Yeah, like that's exactly how it started for me. So the the uh, campaign of this game, it's like maybe like a ten hour campaign. Like if you're sort of taking your time, and it's very unsatisfying and a lot of times I was just sitting there like okay like I guess this is pretty neat like I see what they're doing but like there's not a lot of game here it feels like it's sort of buried but once you beat that initial campaign then it like opens up further campaigns where it fleshes out more game mechanics there's like base development like getting gold is a lot more important um finding the best pairs to like what you can evolve your pokemon into and like your bases can then be like attacked so you need to make sure that you have like some at your base for defense so mm-hmm. once you pass that initial meh it becomes a much more full and interesting game and i've actually been playing a whole bunch of that because uh, i have the ds emulator on my phone so it's just like a great yep. like fucking around on my phone like i'll play a few turns while i'm on the subway and then i can just like save state and put it away it's I perfect that. for that it's i should do that really again. cool there's like a lot of this is kind of like pokemon snap where like it's a cool game i don't want them to make a billion of them but like maybe like another one that sort of refines a few things because there's a mm-hmm. little bit of bullshit in this game there's not as much bullshit as say like final fantasy tactics like the judges and stuff that you really hate yeah yeah but there's just like a Fuck little it. bit of bullshit like um sure i yeah i remember yeah. i remember that it's a little finicky at times mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i I'm surprised there aren't more indie attempts at, like, you know, marrying strategic combat a la, like, a Final Fantasy Tactics with, like, monster catching and raising and evolving. You know, like, I, you know me. That's, yeah. like, my favorite mechanic in every fucking video game ever. Like, if you can catch monsters and raise them, I'm in. Um, and it and I'm fits surprised... super well in this genre. Yeah, right? And um, I'm surprised they haven't done more with it and why the or why pokemon hasn't done more with it and why there haven't been more attempts at it or maybe maybe i'm missing some if there if anybody listens to this and knows knows some games that fit the <laughs> description send me a reco please um this will be like our beloved pokemon trading card game that like only got a like a japan only sequel or something like that pokemon yeah, pokemon exactly. conquest 2 is just like just they're out of reach for us <laughs> You know, um, you know. Speaking of like this type of game, I've been following. Uh, you know, I love Digimon as well. Oh yeah, um, and I've been following those games for forever and ever. And they're not they're not very good uh, on the whole. Most, <laughs> most Digimon games are not very good. But there's a new one coming out called Digimon Survive that is like a tactics, like grid based tactics game that has oh. Digimon in it. And like I watched another trailer for it like yesterday or something. And like I. I still can't get a read on if this game looks like incredible or like the antithesis of what I like about these type of games. There's like a lot of a lot of like story screens where you're talking to people, or at least that's what they were showing, and I was like, ugh, I don't want that. I don't want that. I just want to like play the game parts. Um right. anyways, yeah. I digress. 
Pokemon Conquest is cool. Maybe they'll make a Digimon Conquest. That'd be pretty neat too. I would oh, take that. Would that. Cool. That's a good fit uh, for that show, or that uh, IP as well. Exactly. What about uh, Monster yeah. Hunter Conquest? Monster Hunter, <laughs> Monster Rancher. Oh, Monster Rancher! That would be even better. I remember <laughs> something weird like that. Like I played it at a friend's house. He had it for the PlayStation One, and like I have like these very vague memories of like a strategy Monster Rancher game. And then of course we played the card game. Pokemon Conquest, pretty pretty neat, pretty neat game. But uh, then I've also been playing a little bit of uh, Total War Warhammer Three. I'm trying it again. I just I like I like the overworld stuff in the campaign, but I still just haven't like really found maybe my faction or my vibe with the like actual RTS battling portion of it. I've always found that Total War battles to be just kind of unsatisfying for the style of RTS I like. Uh, so like I auto resolve too many battles, so then I accumulate too many losses. So then I get to turn like fifty in the campaign. I'm like, well, I'm just kind of like losing slowly now, so I have to restart. Yep, I'm getting there. Maybe I'll f- I-, I might try Warhammer two because the community likes that one more. So maybe it's yeah. better. And now that like I know it a bit more, I'll go back. But who knows? Who knows? That's what I've heard. dear listener. That's what I've heard. Yeah, that's what I've heard about those games that uh, that Warhammer or Total Warhammer two. Mm-hmm was the one that people like the most, but I, I, that is one series I've done very, very little with. So I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Not same. for, not from like personal experience, at least what's a good one. But yeah, that's me. A lot of, lot of strategy, a lot of taking your turn in my video games. What about you, Tony? Anything more, more, uh, pulse pounding, exciting. <laughs> Um, I have like three games that I can talk about here. So let, um, we'll start with one that, you know what, uh, kind of fits, uh, as a transition piece. So this game's called pocket crystal league Okay, and it, and it is, um, it's like, it, imagine inscription, like, uh, card battles, but with Pokemon instead. Um, it, this is like a fan game. I picked it up on itch.io you know, for free, you know, just like somebody wanted to make something and they put it out there for folks. So it's, like I said, inscription, but with Pokemon. So instead of blood and bone as energy, there's three different types of berries that you can use for like summoning. So like when you draw from your energy deck, you'll get one of, you know, three berry types and you can like set the composition of berries there in like your energy deck or whatever. Um, you have to use those berries to summon Pokemon um, into a fight. And once they're kind of, in a position they kind of stay there um they don't really i I can't remember if there i don't think there are ways to like strengthen pokemon mid-fight it's more like um outside of battle they have like leveling up evolving you can add glyphs onto different pokemon that give them special abilities like uh a counter attack or uh, Pokemon that flank this card will be more powerful, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but that incurs, like, a higher summoning cost if you put one of those, like, glyphs on the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, type advantage is present in the game, but it's, like, augmented in some way. Like, some of the advantages when I think I would be doing crit damage doesn't, and sometimes they'll do it back to me. Like, I- I'm not a- I'm not 100% sure, like, what they change with the type uh, combat, but, like, it's... It's fairly intuitive, like uh, overall. Like fires doing super effective damage against water. No, I don't think that. I don't think anything like that. But like water would do super effective against fire, but like not the inverse of that. Okay. Um, 
I think. I, I don't I don't remember. I don't remember exactly. I, I remember that they they messed with the type advantage a little bit. And I remember a handful of situations where I was like, huh, that's weird. I was I thought this would go a different way. Um, <laughs> but but for a free game that is going to get uh, taken down, like stricken down by Nintendo at some point mm-hmm. uh, for that, it's it's actually pretty cool. Like, I think it's a it's a neat little thing to to mess around with for a couple of hours. You know, like I, I had it on in the background while I was working for uh for a couple of days and I could play a handful of turns here and there. Um, and it was neat for that. I, I enjoyed that. Um, so that's pocket crystal league. Um, the other game, a uh, smaller game that I played that I want to talk about is called rift tracks, the game. So uh, Jake, did you ever watch mystery science theater 3000 or any of that stuff? I've watched some of the reboot. I know of the original and I know of rift tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for folks that don't know, Mystery Mm -hmm. Science Theater 3000 is basically like uh, it was a television program in which uh, movies like typically really bad movies that were in the public domain, uh, they would play them on this uh, like as like an episode of television with three dudes talking over it and like cracking jokes like it kind of started that as a thing that now is like you know a lot of the internet is basically that um but anyways uh i really love like that original like cast uh mike kevin who's like the og tom servo bill who's the og uh, crow like i really like those guys voices and wit and that is what riff tracks is so it's like mm-hmm. you know when they moved on from mystery science theater 3000 they did riff tracks and now they'll do modern movies they do all sorts of stuff um, so they they partnered with the company that made the game What the Dub, which was basically we're going to play a clip from a movie, blurt out uh, some of the dialogue, and then you write in the dialogue to like fit in and like, you know, person who makes the funniest joke, uh, you know, wins very similar to like a Jackbox like experience. So Riff Tracks is the is, uh, you know, Riff Tracks game is that, but they added a new mode that has instead of you having to come up with every quote they have you know probably hundreds of lines from these three you know uh jokesters written mm-hmm. out recorded and you know put into the game and like dealt out to you like like you would have playing a card game basically so the game still plays where here's a clip uh, from from a movie, you have to supply the quote, but they are, you know, good, right? So you're not put on the spot to come up with something. You can just play one from your hand and everybody's doing the same thing and it makes it a lot more accessible because, like, I know... Does that, like, same, like, paralysis that you have at Jackbox or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Like, like, my mom, when we play Jackbox, she likes to watch and, like, have fun with us when we're uh, playing, but she doesn't she like feels put on the spot when she has to like write something that quickly mm-hmm. for a prompt. And like it, they, that's not an experience she likes. So something like this, like I could play this with my mom, you know, like, and she, I don't know if she would like it, <laughs> but she, she would get it right. Like it, it's possible. And like, again, I really like the riff track guys. So like the, the quotes and the, the writing that they have in there is all like pretty solid, you know, if you like that humor. So it's, it's good. I, I really, I dig it. Um, yeah, so that's Rift Tracks, the game. 
Um, I so uh, that... I can't believe you called them jokesters. <laughs> like you're like you're seventy or something. All these jokesters. I am, I am seventy <laughs> years old. <laughs> but you know, like jokesters is appropriate games. for the riff track guys. I think they're kind of yeah. like they're like the um, uh, like, Waldorf from Statler of real world. Yes, yes, and it's like. I don't I wouldn't call them like professional comedians, right? Like I yeah. don't know if that yeah. like it's not the it feels like it's not the same thing even though it kind of is. Like I don't I don't know how to categorize the Rift Tracks guys other I think, than I think they're they jokesters. Make, they they make <laughs> funny jokes at the expense of these movies. It's great. Um but anyways, so so that's that. So the the game that I'm really excited to talk about, and I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast. Like, keep me honest on this one. Um, is it Super mentioned... Smash Bros? <laughs> it is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. That... <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's um, Tunic. Have we talked about Tunic at all? We have, yes. On the show. On have the show. We? Okay. Well, have this we just gra- tell, tell Tony? Tell Tunic D- to me. I mean, you you D- keep notes of this. I, so, I could have swore we haven't talked about, but anyways, talk talk tunic to me. I fin I have now finished tunic. Um, this game is fucking rad, dude. I I really really like tunic a lot. It's like Link to the Past plus Dark Souls plus Fez. Like that's the equation that makes tunic. Okay, it has like it has like the combat and like um you know menuing i guess and like items set up like link to the past where you have like three items kind of equipped at any time um and like the perspective is very much like link to the past um and it's dark souls because you have a currency that you drop when you die that you can go retrieve and then it's also kind of free exploring like a lot of the levels like double back on one another there's a lot of hallmarks of uh dark souls design in this game and then fez because like the vibe is like very similar, uh, similar like music wise, which I fucking love. Um, the graphics are like not not similar in the sense that like they look the same, but it's like they both they both use like retro aesthetic in a modern way, I guess. Um, and then like uh, the puzzles, like the the deepness of this game is very much reminiscent of Fez, where like. In Fez, people are, like, taking copious notes and, like, figuring out how to get all the the negative cubes and, like, all the other, like, weird stuff in that game that Mm -hmm. is – you have to, like, look deeper to find it. It's almost – it's kind of like Inscription, right, where there's, like – there's a lot in this game. Uh, It's trying to tell you a lot that's, like, not – uh you can't just surface look at it you know that's there's deep deeper roots there so it's very much has elements of that um it communicates everything through it's like its own game design Mm -hmm. uh you like one of the cool mechanics of the game is like throughout the world you're finding pieces of the actual game manual that you can flip through for like um this is how you do things, you know, like, like, like an instruction manual, like an old school instruction manual. It's telling you about, it's telling you about the mechanics of the game as you're finding the pages and, you know, the ramifications of that for, you know, speed running is, Oh, I don't need to find these pages. I know all the mechanics. So like the game opens up in a different way when you replay it, um, which is really fun. Uh, It's the combat is like really simple and it's, 
kind of frustrating at times. And mm-hmm. I'll say it's not, it's like definitely the weakest part of the game. The weakest part of this game is its combat for sure. But they do have a ton of accessibility features in it. So like you can just turn on God mode whenever and you're not punished for it. Right. Mm-hmm. So like if you're really struggling with the boss because of whatever reason, you can just be like, ah, I just want to, I just want to beat this. And then you turn that on. You can turn it off afterwards. Like it, I actually really, really like that as a feature. I, I, I bet that is um, contentious with some folks, but I love stuff like that. That makes it easier for people to see all of a game and not be like, um, not have a barrier put in front of them based on like uh, their own, like, in a like their own issues with like the executing of the very specific things that the game is requiring of you. Like I, I like things that let you just get past things that you're struggling with, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's the game's visual style and the music is like pinpoint Tony. It's like my jam specifically. Like <laughs> I've I have been listening to the soundtrack like on loop ever since like uh, I started playing it. It's like awesome working music and just like it's good background music to have on. It's ugh. I love I love a good soundtrack like that. Yeah, yeah. It's um. The game is excellent. I, I'll I'll say, you know, combat I think is not great in uh in Tunic, but I think that game has like the best discoverability of like any game I've played. Like, um, because it's such a a more condensed experience to like something like Elden Ring, where it's like you're seeing wonder around every corner. Mm-hmm. Like, the sense of discovery within Tunic is just. It's so great. It's so 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 good. Um, that that game is is excellent. It's really the only game I could see in my mind competing with Elden Ring for Game of the Year. Ooh. It's the only. It's the only thing that's like close to it. And I think Elden Ring is like a fantastic game. Like it is probably my game of the year. But man, tu- Tunic is real fucking good. <laughs> Tunic is really really good. Um, I definitely highly highly recommend Tunic to anybody uh who plays it who plays video games plays video. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's excellent i love it like i i could see some people getting frustrated with like how little it tells you but like mm-hmm. just listen to what this little fox boy is telling you and and you'll you'll you'll, you'll figure it out you saying figure things. It out. press space bar mm-hmm. twice to double jump <laughs> you're supposed to chase <laughs> <laughs> no peppy uh, <laughs> Speaking of old men, Pappy. Pappy. Gandalf. Uh, <laughs> Gandalf. <laughs> now that now that is the transition we needed, Jake. <laughs> Gandalf. Uh folks, when we come back from the break, we are gonna talk about some some Lord of the Rings, the third age. We're gonna go on a, a quest through the mines of Moria on this one. We're going to Fire Mountain. Wait, what is it again? Um, where do they go? To- <laughs> <laughs> where do Mount they go Doom? To throw- That's it. I knew it was something very generic. Um, <laughs> let's let's travel on to Mount Doom to throw the ring and the GameCube to play this game. Where there's a whip, there's a way. Where there's a whip, there's a way. Where there's a whip, we don't want to go to war today. But the Lord of the Lashes has 
welcome back to Hey, I Like That Game. We were sitting down with Tony to talk about Lord of the Rings, The Third Age. The Fellowship is getting together. The the, the Council of Elrond. Listen, the Council of Elrond is gathering in Rivendell. We're at the the Council of... (laughs) The other uh, guys at the the Sheraton Inn across <laughs> across town. I love that. I love that image. Uh, <laughs> hey, we get a continental breakfast. Oh uh, boy! <laughs> and you know what? We're getting uh, at, at that uh, breakfast. Potatoes. <laughs> okay, so get just get it out of the system now. There we so. go. So you can do all the memes. Something Isengard. I don't know. I feel like all my memes are just like so old, so I would like say stuff, and all the all the Gen Z that listen to this podcast would would cringe. Is saying cringe yeah. cringe now? Anyway, we're getting off this, and we're going on to the game, Lord of the Rings: yeah. The Third Age. Uh, we played the console version. Yes, um, I, I did uh, GameCube version specifically, and I did um, Xbox. Okay, there's, there's probably no not a difference. Lot of differences. Nope, yeah, okay. no difference no. at all. <laughs> uh, so this game came out in 2004 uh, by EA Games. So like that, that was kind of their strategy at the time, right? We we hit all the different consoles. They all kind of play mostly the same. You know, uh, we're playing a lot of EA games this year. We had uh, NBA Street Volume Two, right? And now this game. EA um, EA Games used to make games. Like they made. They used some- to make- good games it was awesome a lot of games too um so this game also one of its like kind of unique things that like it it was like a very deep like partnership with new line cinema Mm -hmm. so like the new line cinema like uh like that that uh whatever they call that opening thing you know their their credit or whatever that plays like they're like production logo yeah 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 that was really wild when i first started the game up i was like oh yeah this is like part of that that time when this movie was like huge and this is like you don't see this in video games that often you know it's very kind of a um it took me back to that time and place and like yeah it was really cool yeah it's so this is specifically based on the movies yes. legally nothing from the books is in this game because uh, wow. they didn't have didn't have those rights so it's all it's all exclusively movie stuff um yep. so as a result so before before I get into this like my like the my favorite thing about this game um you play as uh a party of six people like initially starts out as two then grows as you go through the quest um but you're a party of six basically like you're just behind the fellowship of the ring like you're just you're just oh you're just off screen whenever like they're doing a thing like gandalf <laughs> is fighting the balrog on the bridge but like little did you know there were actually like a few guys right behind him who were like also like shooting water spells and hitting it with a <laughs> sword like you I'm didn't helping. see that on camera but like these guys were there too <laughs> Yeah, this this game like its story boils down to like, hey, we're gonna go follow these more interesting people around. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like we, it feels like you don't have any story of your own. It's like, hey, we can't say these people were along for this journey, but they really were. <laughs> you know. But so the other the other note. So I found this in um an interview or an article that IGN did like before this game came out. So it's like a preview on it. So it turns out 
that some of the characters are in the movie. So the quote from the article is, Interestingly, even the primary party members have a bit roles in the movie. Idriel, Barathor, Hadhog, and Hadhod and Elagost uh, can be seen by the attentive eye. Peter Jackson obsessively named even most trivial extras throughout the trilogy, so at times it's possible to stop at a single frame and see Idriel, the female elven warrior named by Jackson and Company, standing in the background. Of course, she might be wearing different clothes. <laughs> So it totally is her. So they're totally in the movie. So, of course, I saw this. I'm like, I want to see where these extras are. Like, maybe somebody else in, like, the world has, like, paused. Like, this is the one that Jackson named Adriel. Or, like, the dwarf that uh, he named Hadhod. Nothing. I couldn't find jack shit. So if anybody, like, knows where these characters are, email us at heylikethatgameatgmail.com. Because I spent... (laughs) So much time looking for it, like, it's Googling. Because, like, Lord of the Rings The Third Age is a robust title. And, like, if you Google just Lord of the Rings and, like, these characters' names, nothing comes up. Because, like, this game didn't really make a splash. Anyway, I want to find yeah. I want to find those characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Did, I'm, I'm shocked there isn't some obsessed Lord of the Rings person that has done that work. I, I am shocked. Um, there's cause yeah, it's nuts how deep it gets. It like, uh, I have a lot of friends that like are really, really, really into Lord of the Rings. Um, and you know, it just, it was never really my thing. You know, I, I think part of it is like, I, I find like the really high fantasy setting in general, kind of uninteresting. Um, I, it's just, it's, it feels very bland to me. It's like, I don't know. It, it just never resonated with me in like a major way. Like I don't, it's not that I hate it. It's not that I think it's bad. It's just like, it was never hugely appealing to me. Like star Wars or like various animes were always like way more like interesting to me, like as like a world to kind of fall into. And yeah, like the high fantasy stuff just always kind of missed me. Um, yeah, but I watched all I watched all those movies and like I had a good time with it. I even watched all three of the Hobbit movies. Can't Ooh. say I had a good time with all those, but um, <laughs> but like the the first three movies are phenomenal. And like the that Hobbit animated cartoon that like you know what I'm talking about? It came oh after. yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that, that was had a while uh, ago. yeah, yeah, a long time ago. But like the the animated one uh, that looks like very similar art style to the the Fellowship. Uh, from where there's a whip, there's a way. Um, <laughs> that I, I really enjoyed that movie too. But uh, but yeah, like I don't. This IP and like aesthetic does not carry me. You know, like mm-hmm. some like like it would in other games. I, sh- I should say. I love the aesthetic. Like the design of the movies is just is so is so good to me, and them replicating that exactly in the game is very cool like they make all of helms deep which is really which is really neat to kind of go through that even though it's in like just xbox graphics and the quest that you do when you go through helms deep is the worst boring Um, just the most boring like yeah lord of the rings like i like the aesthetic of it i always found the almost like lack of rules or like lack of description of what's going on with like the magic and the world to be frustrating and like of course there is like answers to that and the deeper lore and stuff like that and it's like it's 
it's I like I love the movies. I love the aesthetic of it. Like I've read the books, like the books for sure. But like I'm like my my ADHD brain is just like so like more interested in the movies and like that that look of it all. So I I was really like always into Lord of the Rings, like really into all the games, into all the movies. Watched all the Hobbit movies. Uh, won't watch them again, but yeah, definitely saw them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about like gameplay because we've talked around a lot of the gameplay. We have, so yeah. This is a turn-based RPG. Yeah, this is like the closest thing to a JRPG. I th- like EA has made in a very long time. I feel like mm-hmm. um, it's turn-based combat, like you said, but it does. It does have that thing where it shows you the timeline on the side of the screen. Uh, so there are, you know, uh, it it feels a little bit like Final Fantasy X, like mm-hmm. where it has, like, you once you have a certain amount of characters, you can switch them out uh, at any given time. You can strategize ways to minimize the amount of attacks that the enemy can do uh, by using different, like, skills and abilities, which is kind of neat. Um it's just like slow though i feel like combat in general is like it takes a long time to to get through even in terms of like jrpgs right mm-hmm. like it like the, the combat feels very slow to me you know it's <laughs> the combat's pacing feels like it's been smoking the halfling's leaf <laughs> It's did so you just, slow. Like, did you just, like, have, a, like, a page of, like, Lord of the Rings jokes <laughs> open right now? <laughs> I think that's my last one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but for real, though, like, I, the, the combat is, like, reminiscent of a lot of uh, RPG systems that I like, but it's, like, it's very slow. Which, yeah, uh, yeah. A lot kinda... of the attacks get like really slow animation. There's a good amount of menuing because you do get a lot of abilities. Um, but yeah, it's it's just like a lot of menuing and long animations. This game, this game takes a bit. Uh, so for my playthrough of this game, I played on hard mode because I had like I had played this game before, um, like replayed it again, not like insanely recently, but not too long ago. So I was like, ah, you know, whatever. I'll, I'm feeling like I'm giving myself a challenge. Um, so yeah, just like with, you know, basically enemies have more health, they don't like get smarter or anything, it's just they have more health and do more damage. So uh, it's just like battles will take longer, and um, the way you unlock skills, so you like, just will do normal level ups where you get stat points uh, that you can put into the normal like D&D stats, strength, charisma, intelligence, whatever, they all correspond to different things, um, but you also unlock new abilities by using abilities in that category. Yes. So you're heavily incentivized to like always be using those abilities, and you can kind of grind that way by like drawing out battles by like that I would just do that. I would use attacks that like I knew did less damage just so I could like get more hits in in a fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like I I tend to like systems like this where uh, yeah, same. You get you get stronger at the things you're doing. You know, like Oblivion did it to like the the most hilarious levels, right? Where you can mm-hmm. just like go r- run and jump in a field and get your your stats up, so you're just like jumping crazy high and like, that kind of stuff. Like um, this game doesn't go that far with it, but I do love um, systems that encourage you to like use your MP and to like use attacks and not just keep hitting attack 
the whole time. You know, just like normal attack. You know, like I I remember in a lot of the old school you know Final Fantasy experiences that would end up being like how a lot of battles take place. Is I'm just hitting the attack button as fast as possible. Yes, yeah, it's easy. You're mashing a. Right, exactly. Like, do a quick animation, do a good amount of damage, and then, like, I'll mess around in menu when it's a, a difficult battle. Like, one that is worthy of my attention. And this game is like, no, 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 every single battle you should be thinking about, like, usage of skills and all that kind of stuff. And, like, I definitely commend that as a system, but, like, man, if you're going to do that, I feel like random encounters uh, end up sucking and like they're semi-random in this game. Like I still couldn't like figure out exactly when I was going to get attacked all the time. Yeah. Unless, so um, occasionally in areas, not in a whole lot of areas, there's basically the Eye of Sauron that like, gets more pronounced in the upper left corner. And like the more pronounced it gets, the higher the chance that you get a random encounter. But then there's also sometimes like this like electrical orb that like indicates if you're getting close to like an event battle but then sometimes you also just get procked in random battles when you like get close to a chest or sometimes just cause yeah and and with the with the fights being so slow like it it made it a slog this game feel it's like the game is slowed down so much by the combat you know which stinks which i really which really stinks i don't I don't like that because there's a lot of interesting stuff happening in this game. It's just like, man, it's slow. Mm-hmm. Take mm-hmm. takes a long time to reveal itself to you. It does because I, I like there are different sort of uses for the abilities. So like, uh, so Barathor, the main guy, he has the sword attacks, and he also has like team buffs called his leadership abilities. So. Like, I, you know, when I first played this game when I was younger, I was like, yeah, all swords, everybody's all DPS all the time. But then you you play more, and, like, the game forces you to use the abilities in, like, leadership in order to unlock new ones that are going to be more useful later. Like, you kind of also find the good use cases for those when you're forced into them by the mechanics of the game. So it it is really neat. It allows for, like, you to, even though you kind of, like, are compartmentalized into certain character builds, you can have you can have everybody even, like, just be a bit more specialized. You can have Barathor be more uh, DPS with the sword or more of a support character because he has the ability to taunt, too. So he can taunt, take the hits, team buff. Uh, it's, it's like, it, it allows for interesting team development. Um, and the fact that you get end up getting six characters for the three team slots, there's personalization within there because yeah i I agree with you i think this game does neat stuff but it also it's it it, it's it it stays too long (laughs) yes definitely definitely it overstays its welcome which is uh not great which Uh, is like typical for rpgs like turn-based rpgs for sure but like this one felt draggier to me yeah I, i think a lot of it is because like you know, the bosses are, or not the bosses, like the, the bosses are actually pretty good for the most part. Like mm-hmm. they, they show up few and far between. They usually have a unique mechanic going on and it's usually like visually something interesting that maybe all the, the normal battles aren't. Um, but navigating throughout the world is also pretty boring, you know, yes. like yes. outside outside of the spectacle of, like you said, like, going through Helm's Deep, you know, like, that's cool and all, but it's, there's not a lot happening in there, and, like, throughout 
your adventure, you'll unlock or find these like movie clips basically. Mm -hmm. So it'll play a clip from a movie that has like a new dub on it, like some new text. Usually, like I said, you're following all the characters you know and love from the Lord of the Rings films and, and books. Uh, but you're like just behind them. So a lot of the times it's like recapping the events that are happening, you know, in the movie as you're following behind. Right. Uh, but it's like, that's even boring, you know? And like the clips are usually pretty snappy. It's not like you're sitting there for like five minutes watching, you know, the movie and, in, in, in chunks, but it's like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make me want to explore the world more, you know, it, it kind of the way that they use the mini map and show you kind of exactly where you need to go most of the time, but the mini map's not big enough to get you like a full layout of the area. Right. Kind of. And like, it's so it's frustrating because like, it twists and turns. You don't, you get really like kind of turned around and like the maps are, don't look good too, especially when they give you more open environments. There's like nothing that distincts uh, one area from yeah. the other. And it's like, um, again, another comparison to Final Fantasy X, but like, you know, they, they also had a similar situation where the mini map was, shows you exactly where to go. It was laid out very similarly, but like, it always felt easier to, to get around in that game. It felt more like those, uh, areas that you were navigating were better, like, better crafted, maybe? Like, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not exactly sure where the deficiency is but it does it does feel boring to like walk around this world which is like man you would think if you're a lord of the rings fan you'd be like jazzed by that kind of thing but it, it kind of it feels like it misses the mark there yeah i think so there, there are areas where you see lord of the rings stuff like oh cool like that's neat it's fun to to navigate there. Like uh, the one area that I remember being really really fun when I was younger was uh, the scene where Gandalf and the Fellowship are in Moria. They come to the three doors. He's like, I have no memory of this place. Then they eventually think of the right door and go down it. But in the game, you get to that, and it's like, well, you got to go down all three to do all like the side quest stuffs and whatnot. So like, I thought that was neat. Like it was like a fun like building off of their relationship to the movie. Um, but a lot of times it's just like. It's, I think, trying to do realistic graphics on this generation of console just oh, just doesn't look great. And the majesty of the Lord of the Rings movies is the scenery of New Zealand, like that, like panoramic shots, and like highlighting like the beauty of the world, and like this is what we're fighting for, kind of thing. Like the land itself is good, um, but you can't really do that in the Xbox because it's just it's it's mud. It like looks like mud, and it's just like really boring, and it looks the same. So I, I think it was almost maybe like a, a foolish vision to try to replicate that in levels that aren't really closely related to like what's going on in the fellowship. Because when it's going on in the game and you're making the game stuff, that's neat. When it's like side quests, like they really like give you a lot of stuff to do in uh, the Two Towers movie game or the movie part of it, just because, like, there's not too much going on in the in the movie for you to do. So, like, they really fill that out with, like, what seems like a side quest. Um, so, like, that part of the game really drags to me, and it, like, it re looks really crummy, and I just think, I think it's just that they didn't have, they didn't have the, the, the design for it, and they didn't have the tech, tech for it at the time. Yeah. And it's like, you you gotta get the game out on a certain timeline to, you gotta, to yeah. sync with the movie. Yeah, so you can't, 
you can't spend a ton of time on one specific area. You gotta, you gotta finish it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I will say, uh, one of the things I actually really like about the combat system is that like perfect attack bar mm-hmm. that kind of rate. It's like your special bar that raises over the course of like multiple battles. Um, I like that they gave you a bunch of different moves to use like that resource on, but I always just ended up using like the, the most base one to just get through battles faster. You know, like this is going to kill all three or four enemies that are in front of me. Like for sure. I'm just going to use that. And it's one animation and it's done. And then I'm out, you know, like <laughs> that's how I end up using it. I'm sure on hard mode, you had to strategize a little bit more and use that. Uh, well, the best thing about the, the perfect bar is, uh, so you also get passive abilities in your team mm. party that they level up. And some of those passive abilities are, um, like for Barathor, it's like once you're in perfect mode, your all your abilities cost less points. And oh, for yeah, Hadhaw, yeah. if it's in your perfect mode, all your attacks are gonna crit. So it's almost more beneficial to stay at perfect mode and never spend that attack because the buff it gives your team is so robust. Jeez, I didn't even like think about that. I was just like, I, I want to like use this mechanic. <laughs> you know, like that's that's almost like a I don't like that. Um, but. <laughs> But I will say, I do like that uh, items and armor, like, they feel like they matter a little bit more in this they game. They do, you know? yeah. It really upgrades Can... your stats. And and it's updated on your character model, which I really appreciate. Always appreciate that in RPGs. And you, when you equip a new helmet, you see a new helmet on your mm-hmm. character. Like, it's... It, so good. I, it, it's one of the things that, like, I never used to knock an RPG for that, like, growing up. Because, like, the ones that did it, that was always, like... A major standout feature right right but nowadays it's like an expectation it's like no 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 no. if you're equipping a, a piece of armor of any kind like i need to see that on my character you know always mm-hmm, mm-hmm. baseline expectation these days and i'm glad it does that I'm, it's it's great and yeah and like it the game does show you kind of two different like armor ratings kind of so like they'll show you like a star rating so it's like higher star rating in general that's going to be better for you but then you can also open another menu drill in a little bit deeper and see here are the exact stats it's tweaking here you may like you may even get access to like a new skill for wearing this type of armor or or item you know they have like gems i don't remember what they i think they're called gems. yeah it's like it's like it's like the light craft and shadow craft gems or something that uh yeah give you extra spells yeah 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 um that whole thing is interesting you know yeah it's, okay. it's yeah i think that okay before i forget i want to talk about i want to talk about helms deep with there's, you <laughs> i was gonna say there's a specific scene that you kept that you kept i was telling me, so like, excited about so okay let's get it let's get it they i believe they get Ian McKellen to do Gandalf's voice in this because he's kind of like the narrator who gives you stuff to yeah. do. I think it's him or it's a, a good impersonator, so A-plus on them. Other than that, they use just uh, lines from the movie themselves. Um, and the first time you see this is uh, when you come across a Carl Urban's character, one of the writers of Rohan, and he like, talks to you, and he, like, he sort of like talks... His, like, lines are funny. Like, his line delivery is really weird. I didn't realize what was going on at first. And then you go to Helm's Deep, and the quest is talk to, like, the Helm's Deep, or, like, the, the fellowship people there. So Gimli, Legolas, Aragorn. And you talk to them, and 
that's when I when I talked to Aragorn, I realized what they were doing. They're just taking movie clips and like stitching them <laughs> together and like animating the character model. So what they they for Legolas and Gimli, they like have you do like a back and forth one the, with one of the characters. So like they have like a vaguely like vaguely established lines that like lead up into them saying they're like dramatic movie quotes. But Aragorn, they just like stitch together three movie quotes that like don't flow together like the tone is different like the like, <laughs> like, like panic in his voice is different from line to line and it's just like I listened to it and it's like melted my face just like end of <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark of like I get what's going on <laughs> oh my god <laughs> So I, I wanted even... I wanted you to see that moment like that's what like why I was like I need to show Tony this game at some point for that moment I, for like, that and moment I'm gonna, and i'm gonna be honest i didn't i wasn't even paying attention because <laughs> it's such a boring quest it's very boring the oh it's so hard boring. to navigate that's where the waypoints are they're at their absolute worst is in helm's deep yep yep you should uh you should clip that uh that part of the game if you can get to it easily <laughs> just so we have that for posterity you know like <laughs> It's like, oh. yeah, oh, we want all these walls. They will come at night. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. But that's like hilarious. It's you know? silly. But uh, so Tony, the most hilarious thing in the game. So you're you're the you're the B team. You're uh, on the side. You're doing all the um all the fights and whatnot. So the uh, second to last boss is uh, you're on Pelennor Fields outside of Minas Tirith, and you're fighting the Witch King of Agmar. Just like killed uh king theoden sorry if i've like lost you completely here tony or like everybody who hasn't seen it like a, already, t- a dozen I'm, times I'm already anyway I'm already so like sleeping. you're near the end you fight him then there's like a few like um fights against like the big elephants uh and then you get to the to the to the final boss and so you know, at this stage in the story in the, in the movies they've uh, secured Minas Tirith. they're like we need to go make a distraction for frodo and sam to throw the ring in so they attack the black gates and have like a big standoff there. So like you expect a final boss, like oh maybe it's like a like you're you know you're fighting waves or you're, like you're with one of the fellowship people and you fight like the mouth of Sauron or something like that. No, the actual answer is, well everybody else was getting together for that. They gathered you to the side. They're like, listen, we have a special mission for you. And you guys, our party marches through the gates. We politely ask to go up the Tower of Baradur, and we face down the Eye of Sauron itself <laughs> as the final Un- boss. <laughs> Unbelievable. You're standing on a platform right in front of the giant flaming eye from, <laughs> from the movie, and just like swinging your sword at it. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. <laughs> I just love like, the conversation. Those like, hey, plan B... You guys, you go up there and you kick you his just, ass. <laughs> you just beat this thing by yourselves that literally armies are like incapable of doing, but these people. It's like, hey, you know the spiritual manifestation of like evil in the world? I want you to shoot a water horse at it. <laughs> yeah, that's really dumb. It's really. That, but that's the problem with doing a game like this, that, that adheres so close to, like, the source material. Yeah. It's like – it's – and I hate comparing myself to this, but the people that get, like, really are, like, super up in arms about what's, like, happening in, like, Obi-Wan, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, people are like, whoa, why why the hell is this happening? Why would this person know this person before this? Or, or why wouldn't they remember that? You know, like, dumb shit like that. Or – um 
Oh, what was the other thing I was going to say? There's like an, another, I lost it. But anyways, like, like Marvel it, stuff too. Like Marvel, right. like Comic books. People get way up in arms about it. Yeah. Like I, I also do that at times with stories, but that's why it's like, Hey, if you're going to do something within an IP like this, just do some, do another time period or do like, Hey, this is happening on the other side of the fucking world. So there's like no way that they're having direct contact with one mm-hmm. another, you know, like just to make it easier and to give you freedom to do whatever the hell you want, you know? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Cause I, just, I agree with you. I mean, this, this is an early 2000s game. This, that was a, it's a deeply silly time in video games. And this is a very silly video game too. Like the story yeah. itself is just like, really really silly lord of the rings has never been good with like portraying women and this game does it yeah. worse somehow <laughs> yeah not like great. there's like not the great. the joke of like the super cut of all like the female conversations of lord of the rings and it's like one scene of one woman being like hey are you okay to another and then like that's it and in this <laughs> game it's like catty three-way relationship where two girls are fighting over a guy that's uh it's awful it's so bad yeah like the the times where they're actually trying to like do their own story with this, like it's also bad. I just mm-hmm. ugh, not I I really try just to pay attention to some of that stuff early on. I like wanted to see what they were trying to do here, but within a couple of hours, I'm like I don't I don't care. I'm just like playing this without sound on. I'm just just running through it. It was mm-hmm. nice that there was so much voice acting in it. I did appreciate that. Um, but like the actual words they were saying most of the time <laughs> were super dumb. But yeah, I think I wish like at one point they just turned it into, hey, we need to go like see Gandalf to do a thing. Well, he fell. I guess we'll just try to save the world, I guess. And we'll be <laughs> along with the fellowship doing things. It could have yeah. been that. I appreciate that they try to do their own story, but it's super dumb and it just distracts from everything cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm ready to give my verdict on this if if uh, you are, sir. Yeah, you hit me with it. What do you What do you got, Tony? What are you giving this okay. game? Okay, so although this game feels pretty bland by today's standards, I definitely think there's some good in this game. Um, however, it, hey, I don't like this game. Um, I really like the battle system for the most part, other than the fact that it's so damn slow. Um, but the characters are also really bland and like. It, it's just so slow, even for a JRPG standards, it's slow. And like, I, like I said before, I don't have a lot of love for this IP. So that's not like carrying me through the stuff, you know? Um, and I think about our episode, uh, that we did on Groundia 2 a lot that like, I really struggled with a lot of the same things in this game as I did with Groundia 2. And like, I give Grandia 2 a hey, I don't like that game because like because of the shortcomings of, of the game, everything outside of the combat system uh, was just not very it didn't hold up, you know, uh, and I can in good conscience give this game a hey, I like that game and then Grandia 2 a hey, I don't like that game. So, um, yeah, that, that's where I'm at. Jake, what about you? What, what, what about you, man? This is hard because I. I want to give it a hey, I like that game, but I almost feel guilty about that because its shortcomings are so obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's such a flawed game, but I think I just love it. I am such a slut for IPs that I like, and like 
takes on it. Like, I have over 100 hours in Hyrule Warriors, and I think Dynasty Warrior games are so dumb. But it looked like, <laughs> Ze- it looked like Zelda, and I like Zelda. So I, I like it. And this game's like, it looked like Lord of the Rings. I like Lord of the Rings. It's not great. It's not a bad game, I don't think. Um, it seems unpolished and frustrating in areas. But, like... It's silly. It's a silly RPG. They have evil. Did you play evil mode at all? I saw that that was in there, but I didn't mess with it. They let you play certain battles from a chapter as the bad guys. And, like, the highlight of it, like, the whole reason they made it is because they want you to play as the Balrog in that chapter. And, like, that part's super cool. Generally, not a great game mode. The battles in that are, like, super tedious. But, like, the Balrog fight's neat. This, it's a big, dumb, silly RPG made from movies that I really like, and it emulates that aesthetic, so I think I'd say I like that game. Yeah, I mean, like, the way that I always thought about, like, our rating system is, like, do you recommend people to, like, go back and play this game again or not, you know? And, like, you as a Lord of the Rings, like, major fan, like, it makes sense, right? It makes sense. Like, if you are, if you like the games that Jake likes and you are super into lord of the rings then you may like something about this game whereas like for me it's like it, that shit doesn't doesn't carry it you know mm-hmm. um unfortunately yeah. this is know? like a this is like a, a truly mediocre turn-based rpg but it's painted cool <laughs> so, like so many of our games lately it feels like they've been like teetering on like the edge it's like it could go either way mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i've had a lot of hey i don't like that games where you catch me on the right day and i may have made a different decision you know it's been um, fun though it, it it forces me to think about it more i like because I, yeah. I you know i thought about this game a bunch yeah um speaking of thinking yeah i want to think about another game what what else am i going to be thinking about yeah let's start let's start thinking about our next game so um for our next episode hey like the game we're sticking with the cinematic theme that we had with lord of the rings the third age here okay so um it's been a really long time since i've played this game and i'm super duper pumped to revisit it um jake what does the name hideo kojima mean to you um he will tweet, I saw the name of a movie of movies that he doesn't like. <laughs> so if he doesn't like a movie, he's like, I, like, I just saw Lightyear. Like, that's it. That's what, he's, that's what he's Twitter famous for. And then he, like, writes, like, long threads about movies he likes. Okay, so I did not think that that's what you were going to go with when I said uh, Hideo Kojima, so... Uh... Jake, we're going to play... And uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, of course. Oh, obviously. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Jake, we're going to play the uh, Metal Gear Solid for our next episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Metal Gear Solid. So this is Metal Gear Mm. Solid, the PlayStation 1 uh, game. This This is like probably one of the... I don't like. I don't want to say like biggest games of all time, but it's like very noticeable. It's like everything that Kojima has done since this game. And, you know... He had some really interesting games before this one, but this was like his breakout game, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And Kojima has become like the auteur of video games, almost like uh like a uh he's like a Lynchian figure, but for uh but for video games. Yeah, um, that's probably the best like director comparison. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um so yeah, I'm really excited to play this game again. Um and you've never played it, right? I have never played it. I am very excited to play it. This is uh, yes. Metal Gear is a 
a big series of games, and Metal Gear 1 is a very important game, but I've never played yeah. it. Yeah, so this is going to be a lot of fun. We also we're having on a guest. So I've literally been talking with my buddy Josh for years about like what game he should be on for like his first like guest spot on this show. My buddy Josh, he's a game designer over at 343 Industries right now. So like a guy that I have very fascinating conversations about games with. And like I said, going back and forth on what game we should do. We finally decided on on this game because you know, he loves Kojima and like from a, you know, triple A game designer, like I, I, I want to get his perspective on this game revisiting after a lot of time. Um, this game, like not to like spoil too much about the episode, but like this game more than a lot of other games from this era, I remember five to six, maybe even seven like specific scenes from this game because it was so like impressive and impactful for me at the time um and i can't say that about like a lot of games you know mm-hmm. uh i'm i cannot wait to play this game and i cannot wait for you to try this game for the first time it's yeah. gonna be awesome i'm excited to decided to jump in this seems like it'd be a good one to be able to talk about yeah yeah this is it's gonna be a fun one kojima is a larger than life figure in video games and um it always his games always uh they you're gonna have an opinion you're gonna have an opinion about it because they they go for it kojima anyways the twitter king who else is on twitter that's right it's us (laughs) that's right jake where where can the folks find us on the internet (laughs) they can find us at Twitter, it's at like that game. Find us. Uh, you can email us, uh, hey like that game at gmail.com. We are the Hey Like That Game podcast on Facebook.com. And we got the uh, Trolly Trolly Tuesdays still occurring every so often on the Hey Like That Game or twitch.tv slash Hey Like That Game. Uh, where we yeah, do the, the uh, leagues every so often. And then um, I've, I've, I've been thinking about the um, next charity stream. So, I mean, we're definitely doing that again. Uh, it's oh, going to yeah, be our yeah. annual tradition. It's going to be on that. So, like, let's, you know, slowly sow the seeds of excitement. Yes, yes. So when we do that next charity stream, like, hey, if, if you have an idea of something that you want to see us do, a game you want us to play during a block or, like, have a charity suggestion, anything that you uh, have anything about uh, our 24-hour our charity stream, just, just reach out to us. Hey, I like that game at gmail.com. Best way to get in touch with us. Um Well, as always, Jake, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play video games. Peace out, y'all. You can pass now. What? You can pass now. You told them they couldn't pass at the beginning. Oh. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, If you like the show, please give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. You know, every little bit helps. Hashtag propagate the pod.